0: Well, hello there. You're listening to episode 198, and today we're chatting about a whole bunch of things. It's a Q&A episode. There's lots to cover, including whether or not dairy is required when you're keto and pregnant, who keto doesn't work for, gaining weight for no reason, copper IUDs, being hungry while you're fasting, what to do with high ketones, and so much more. If you have questions about today's content, you can go to healthfulpursuit.com slash contact and ask me. That's how I came up with all the content for today's episode. So if you're like, I want one of my questions to be answered on the show, head on over to healthfulpursuit.com contact, put in your question, and uh, hopefully I will pick it. There are lots, but I try to get through all of them. So feel free to post it there. And I promise to get to it when I get to it. You can also check up on previous podcast episodes, including checking out today's show notes by going to KetoDietPodcast.com. Let's do this thing. Hey, I'm Leanne Vogel, and you're listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. I've put together a free 21-page guide on achieving weight loss on your keto diet if nothing is working. Did you know imbalanced hormones are generally at the core of all struggles that women face when it comes to our weight? Grab your free guide at ketoforwomen.com to get the steps you need to overcome the hurdles standing in your way. Thanks so much for listening, and let's get started with the show. So, we're going to be covering a lot to do with healing your body intuitive eating. So if you're feeling a little bit confused over this conversation and you're not really sure what to do with this, head on over to healthfulpursuit.com slash bundle. And I've included some steps in there uh, with my 60 day guide. When I say some, I mean like all of them. So <laughs> I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff in there that will be very helpful for you. So again, that's healthfulpursuit.com bundle. Okay, first question is from Denise. Hi, Leanne, I bought your book, The Keto Diet, and I'm enjoying it a lot. I'm ready to try out keto. I'm looking at the meal plans and recipes and realize that they are all dairy free. I'm trying to get pregnant and my doctor said I can do keto as long as I eat dairy. The only dairy product I have issues digesting is whole or skimmed milk. Other than that, I do well with cheese, butter and yogurt yogurt. Do you have a four-week meal plan that includes dairy? I don't think that I can follow this. Thank you, Denise. Okay, first off, Denise, I'd be very curious to try to understand why your doctor said that you could do keto only if you do dairy. I'm guessing... Perhaps that they're saying you can do keto as long as you eat dairy because dairy has calcium and calcium's good, especially for pregnant women. But we know now that dairy actually doesn't contribute to overall calcium and actually affects overall bone health. So from a structural standpoint, I'm not sure that this is the best advice, but like chat with your doctor, try to understand why they recommended that you only eat keto If you are eating dairy, especially because you said you're trying to get pregnant, I would think, and perhaps your doctor has a different opinion, but if I were trying to get pregnant, the last food that I'd be focused on is dairy. We know that dairy is going to spike insulin. We also know that most dairy is going to cause somewhat of a hormone imbalance depending on the source and the type that you're eating that can cause more hormone problems. It also is affected, also rather affects the gut, um, which can be detrimental to your overall hormone health and your moods in general. So from that standpoint, I would say like maybe chat with your doctor about the whole dairy thing. On the flip side, if you find like you just thrive on dairy and you feel really good and you don't want to change it and you have the keto diet and, and I didn't incorporate any dairy in there because I I know and studies show that dairy is no good for our overall health. Now, it can be a nice treat if your body doesn't react to it just like gluten. If your body doesn't react to it, enjoy it. But there are far more better things to eat or consume than dairy and gluten. And so that's why my book does not contain dairy or gluten. But if you find like you do respond well to dairy, you want to incorporate it a bunch, just add it. When I call for dairy-free cheese, use regular cheese. When I call for coconut oil, use butter. When I call for avocado oil and I'm cooking with it, use butter. So there are ways to get around it with yogurt, there are a bunch of recipes where I use full fat coconut milk, you can use yogurt in that place. So I think I've given you some tips on cheese, butter and yogurt, which you said that you responded really well to. And know that my second book, the keto diet cookbook has instructions for both dairy free and dairy full living. So if you want to incorporate dairy in your ketogenic diet, the keto diet cookbook, which is my second book that came out in April of 2019. I think that's right. Um, It's all kind of a blur. But that could be a really good starting point for you and just swapping out those ingredients. And then if you like what I share, and you want uh, more recipes to do with dairy and keto, the keto diet cookbook is a good one because it gives you options to use dairy free options or to use all the dairy that you want. Today's episode continues after this short message from one of my sponsors who make the show possible plus give you some great deals on my favorite things. ButcherBox features 100% grass-fed and finished heritage-bred pork and organic free-range chicken. ButcherBox sends you high-quality, health-promoting meats directly to your door on dry ice and free shipping anywhere in the lower 48. ButcherBox makes committing to quality protein sources less expensive and more available to everyone. Their prices are hard to beat, and it's challenging to find a higher quality product anywhere in the USA. I've been using ButcherBox for years and love the convenience of a package showing up just when I need it, and their ground sausage is an absolute dream. ButcherBox has put together a super special deal for all listeners of the show. Order your first box and get a special gift plus an additional $20 off. Now, this special gift is so epic that I can't even mention it on the episode today. So you'll have to go to butcherbox.com keto diet to check out the deal plus get your $20 off your very first order. Again, that's butcherbox.com keto diet to check out the deal plus get $20 off your first order. If you're unsure of the link, simply check out today's show notes for all the details. Okay, Marilyn asks, have you seen anyone that keto absolutely will not work for? I've been following you for years on your ketogenic journey, and I love what you do. I tried keto for a year or more, but headaches never completely went away, even with different ways of carving up. By January of 2017, I had high blood pressure, racing heart, head pressure. Doctors found nothing. Alternative doctor helped some. I didn't connect it with keto. Finally feeling better with high blood pressure medication and depression medications and carbs. Never made it into ketosis. Marilyn, there are many... Eating styles that aren't good for certain people. And keto is one of them. I know people that don't respond well to vegan and keto and paleo and all sorts of things, just like dairy and gluten. We're all so unique. And I think it's really important that we listen to our body and that if what we're doing isn't working, we owe ourselves to change. And although I found a lot of success with keto, the keto that I followed in 2014 when I started keto is completely different than the keto that I follow now in 2019. There are many many ways that we can practice a ketogenic diet and getting into ketosis like the state of ketosis where we're registering 1.5 or higher with our um, blood ketones may not be possible and i've seen that with so many people where some people just can't reach that level but they're feeling better by eating low carb high fat now if you've tried everything and you were still experiencing headaches your blood pressure was going up you were dealing with head pressure, racing heart, and you've tried everything, then yeah, keto might not work for you. And it might not work for you now, but it might work for you five years from now, you may find that you were lacking a lot of electrolytes. And that's why you were getting a lot of headaches. And by supplementing with a ton of electrolytes, Or supporting your kidneys in different ways you're able to eat keto or maybe not. I think with a lot of women specifically, the most common thing I see when it comes to keto not working for individuals is women who don't respond well to saturated fat. So these are the women that eat the ketogenic diet and they're doing everything quote unquote right and they're still gaining weight and they're wondering what the heck is going on. Generally speaking, that's because and sometimes it's other things, but I would say like nine times out of 10, it's the fact that the woman doesn't respond well to saturated fat. So saturated fat is things like bacon, chicken skin, lard, tallow. Think of any fats that turn hard when you put it in the fridge. And now more of your monounsaturated fats are going to be like olive oil, avocado oil. So what you can do is reduce your overall saturated fat content, increase your monounsaturated fat content and see if that responds better for your body. That's generally where I see the most issues with the ketogenic diet when it comes to should this person be eating keto or not they keep gaining it's usually because of the saturated fat content but if you start eating keto and it just really doesn't feel good to you and you try all the different tools and you're really giving it a go and you just it doesn't feel good stop doing it and I don't know if a lot of keto people would say that. I mean, I try not to follow a lot of blogs and things because when I'm really consumed with what other people are doing in this space, I start to judge myself and think, like, I'm not doing enough. I'm not sharing enough. I'm not good enough. So I don't follow that many humans. But I feel like a lot of keto people would just say, try harder, go faster. No, you haven't tried this secret yet. But sometimes when you're in pain and it's just hurting so badly and you're frustrated, you got to do what you got to do. And if doing keto is hurting you, then please stop. I've heard that keto specifically is really good for headaches and head pressure and many of the things that you listed. And it could have been a food that you were eating also, like if you were still incorporating dairy, it could have been the dairy. If you were still incorporating like a lot of nuts and seeds, it could have been that. So it may have actually been a specific food. So, if you'd like to try it out, just start incorporating a little bit more fats in your eating style and see if you can pinpoint what foods could possibly be contributing to your symptoms, because it could be food based and less macro based. Wonderful. Okay, next question is from Susan. Hi, Leanne. I love your book, The Keto Diet, and your podcast. Thank you, Susan. You always say if we have questions to email you, so hopefully I'll hear back from you. I've been keto for almost a year. For the past month or so, I've been gaining weight back for seemingly no reason. I haven't changed my eating or exercise habits. I don't think I've gained much in inches as my clothes still fit all the time, but the scale has gone up by several pounds. I'm not overly concerned, but wondering if this is common. Susan, I'm so happy that you mentioned your inches and how clothes were fitting on you because my first thought when I was reading this was, I wonder if she's gaining muscle because keto is a very muscle sparing eating style. What can oftentimes happen is you're still working out, you're still doing the same things, but because you're eating keto, you're building muscle, burning fat, and muscle weighs more than fat. So if your clothes are still fitting the same, but your weight is going up and your inches haven't You know, you can measure yourself and kind of see what your measurements are doing, see what your muscle tonage is, maybe take some pictures now, like, get as naked as you feel comfortable, take some pictures, wait a month, take some more pictures and just look and see how your body's changed. Also, when I was answering a previous question about saturated versus monounsaturated fat, Susan, you might want to think about that as well for yourself. It could be that um, you need to go more toward the monounsaturated fat, and you can just do a quick Google search. Just Google monounsaturated fat list. And it'll give you some ideas of options that you can go toward. I also cover this a lot in the keto diet, Susan. So if you go into the book, because you said you love it, and look for the table on saturated, monounsaturated, trans fats, polyunsaturated fats, I go through it all in there. And it'll give you a full list of all the fats that you can choose the um, smoke point of those. So make sure that you don't cook over that but it's a very common issue if you're looking at just your weight and dictating your success on the ketogenic diet just based on what the scale is saying. Also know that if you're still menstruating, We can go through cycles where we gain a whole bunch more water weight specifically. So know that the best time to weigh yourself is anywhere between cycle days 13 to 17. That's usually when we're actually going to be at a pretty low weight and we don't have our water weight or our hormones affecting that. But anything outside of that, like come day 18, all the way through the beginning of ovulation, we're going to be likely at a higher weight. It depends with what your cycle is. Now that mine's super, super balanced, come like day seven, I'm usually good to weigh myself if I want to because I know that I'm not as bloated, as waterlogged as I normally would be um, leading up to my period. I hope you're really enjoying today's episode. I'd love to see where you're listening from. Snap a pic and tag me at Healthful Pursuit or leave a review for the show on your favorite podcast player it helps me out tremendously. Okay, back to the good stuff. Okay, next question is from Eliza. Hi, Leanne. First of all, I wanted to let you know how much you rock. I listen to the Keto Diet podcast all the time. On your podcast, you talk a lot about balancing your hormones and going off birth control. I do do that. What are your thoughts on the copper IUD? Thank you. Okay, Eliza, I think that this is so great that you listen to the show. So thank you so much for supporting my work. That's so awesome. Okay, let's talk birth control because I was on hormonal birth control, aka the pill from 2002, 2002 until, no, was it 2002? No, it was like the year 2000. It was 2000. So from the year 2000 to 2007, Okay. So in those seven years of taking the pill, it took me eight years to get my period back after taking the pill. So when I decided to go off hormonal birth control, I was very sexually active, but I knew that what I was doing wasn't working for my body. So I started tracking as best I could, even though I didn't have a period. And at that point, looking back, I probably wasn't fertile at all but I started tracking my symptoms, my temperatures, and I could tell when I could have sex and when I couldn't. even though I wasn't fully ovulating and I didn't get a period, I was still able to track. A really good book that you might want to check out is taking charge of your fertility. I'll include a link in the show notes because uh, that is like, If I'm sharing wisdom with you and you're like, oh my gosh, that's so brilliant, it's from Taking Charge of Your Fertility. That book is like amazing. So I tracked my cycles and only had sex on the days that I knew that I could have sex. If that is too much and very overwhelming for you, I think a copper IUD is a great option. Now, there are some humans that would disagree with me, specifically ones who have had copper IUDs and haven't had good success with them. I think if you're if you're knowing that you need a form of birth control and you don't want it to be hormone based and your partner wants or doesn't want a vasectomy or doesn't want you don't want to use condoms, copper IUD is kind of like the next best thing. If I had to use a form of birth control, it would be a copper IUD. Now, it's interesting, though, and I found out about this probably about 10 years ago or so now. If you have ever been introduced to Ayurvedic medicine, I'll include a link in the show notes on an Ayurvedic test that you can take. Just to understand what dosha you are now a dosha. Now, I don't know too much about Ayurvedic medicine. So like apologies if I explain this wrong. But from what I understand, there are three different doshas. There's pitta, kapha, veda, I feel like that could be right. And these three doshas kind of tell you a lot about yourself, like the moods that you have, what you like and don't like, foods that do better for you, metals that do better for you. And I know that I'm a Pitta with Ayurvedic medicine and pittas don't respond well to copper. So if you are also a pitta and you can just take this test to determine what you are, you might have a bad reaction to copper. Now, what is a bad reaction? Well, when I put my hands down on a copper table, instantly, I won't feel right. And the smell to me is just too much. And I'll feel like really yucky. That's all. That's the only word I know how to describe how I feel when I touch copper. And sometimes I don't even know. Like recently, when I was on book tour, I checked into a hotel and they had a copper table at the front like at the desk and I touched it not knowing it was copper and I stood there for like five seconds and I just pulled my hands off I'm like oh what is that sure enough it was copper so if you're a pitta you might not respond well to a copper IUD and in fact like for myself I just never considered it because anytime I'm around copper I don't feel right (laughs) but if you aren't a pitta or you want to explore copper you can just find some copper A lot of like metaphysical type of gift shops that sell crystals have copper because a lot of people use copper and other metals like bismuth is another really good one that doesn't make me feel like hot garbage. We can use metals in our meditations and in our energy work. And so copper is usually available at those sorts of stores and you can just hold on to it and see how you feel. But like I said, if I wasn't sensitive to copper and I needed a form of birth control that wasn't hormone based, I would personally choose a copper iud how people do have bad reactions to iuds that's not something that you can really like plan for i just don't love the idea and it's a very common thing especially in the sailing community actually where women in their 20s 30s 40s will just get IUDs so they don't get a period because it's so much easier when you're on a boat and you're sailing and you don't get a period If your IUD is stopping you from having a period, that is not a good thing. We don't want that to happen. So chat with your doctor about it. We want our cycles to continue the way that they're continuing. And I mean, ideally, if you're in a relationship and you don't want children, I am highly supportive of vasectomies. I think that they're great. (laughs) And you just got to kind of go with the flow and see and see what speaks to you. But Because I've had so many horrible experiences and have been living or have lived eight years without a period due to hormonal birth control and a bunch of other factors, but that was a huge piece to it. I can't support any form of hormonal birth control at this point. So let me know, Eliza, I'd love to know if you end up getting a copper IUD, how you feel about it. Some people love it, some people hate it, but I think that goes like with everything. So I'd love to know your thoughts if you decide to go for it. And again, I'll include links in the show notes on taking charge of your fertility, the book that I mentioned, and the Ayurvedic test that you can take. Today's episode continues after this short message from one of my sponsors who make the show possible, plus give you some great deals on my favorite things. I love hemp, and my friends at Eaton Hemp are upping my hemp game in a really big way. Eaton Hemp seeds have the hulls left on so they're crunchy, high in prebiotic fiber, great for the gut, and help you hit your keto fiber macro goals without adding unnecessary carbs. The hemp seeds come in easy-to-travel-with packets, flavored to perfection, one salty flavor, one sweet, and one savory. But why are hemp seeds the perfect keto snack? Well, first off, they add a great crunch that's usually only found in high-carb foods. They are the perfect balance of omega-3 to omega-6 fats to help reduce inflammation. And they're high in GLA, which is great for hormone health and balancing the cycle, plus reducing PMS too. Here's a special podcast only offer. When you go to eatenhemp.com/slash keto diet, you can use the code keto diet, that's all one word, for 20% off all eaten hemp products. If you're unsure of the link, simply check out today's show notes. Next question is from Stephanie. During some of my fasts, I get really hungry even with a Rockefeller Latte or a bone broth drink. Have these around seven-ish AM mid morning, just hungry. I'm at a loss as to know or reason of what else to do or try. I do carb ups not every day, one to three times per week. In the last couple of weeks, I've had restless sleep, difficulty getting to sleep, waking during the night, waking early when not ready for the day to start, even being more emotional, thinking these things might be related, but not sure. Thank you. Okay, Stephanie, based on how you wrote things and where you're at, I would recommend perhaps testing your adrenals. The best test that you can do for your adrenals is a cortisol saliva test. So you can chat with your doctor about running that. Now, you're going to want to probably try to find more of a naturopathic doctor because they know how to run those tests and interpret those results. If you don't have access to a doctor that can support you in that way, you could also get a cortisol blood test. I'll include a link in the show notes to my favorite And I'll also include a coupon code in there if you decide to go that route. But I would definitely say based on and this might not be you. So I'll go through a couple of other options. But the fact that you're hungry, that nothing helps, and you're also doing carb ups, and you're having restless sleep, difficulty getting to sleep, I would definitely say that your adrenals need to be supported. How do you support your adrenals? Well, a couple of things, no chocolate, no coffee, like remove all stimulants. And those are two really, really big ones. Stop fasting. I know that's not what you want to hear, but if your adrenals are suffering, the last thing you want to do is fast. Okay, so... Fasting is a great tool, but sometimes it doesn't work for some people at some times. And that's totally okay. Like, it's totally fine. You can always go back to fasting when you're ready. But the most important thing to do right now is to support your adrenals, Stephanie, because... As we start to age, our adrenals are going to take up more of our hormone capacity. So by the time we reach menopause, now our our adrenals are creating our hormones. So it's very, very important that we support our adrenals. So when we experience perimenopause into menopause and postmenopause, Our adrenals are like, I've been cared for. I'm ready to go. Let's do this. A really good pose in yoga that you can incorporate into your day is called legs up the wall. I'll include a link in the show notes uh, for this. If you're unfamiliar with this pose, this is super supportive of the adrenals. Now, Generally speaking, if you were to have asked me this question, Stephanie, and not told me that you're doing carb ups every one to three times per week, I would say the reason you're hungry during your fast is that you need to do a carb up because carb ups can help us reset leptin. So if we find like we're constantly hungry during our fast, it could be because we need to reset our leptin. So in order to do that with a carb up, you just take out the fat from your evening meal, put in the carbs and you're good to go. The next day, you should be able to fast quite consistently, at least for 20 hours very easily. So because that's not happening for you, I think it's more of an adrenal issue. Another piece to it, if you were to tell me that, I mean, there could be other things, a couple of things that come to mind is perhaps you're not eating enough. So during your eating window, you could be not eating enough. Therefore, you're always hungry. Another thing is that perhaps a fasting protocol where you're doing raw coffee lattes and bone broths, isn't working. Perhaps you need more of an autophagy protocol where you're just having water during your fast and that could help. But I would say, Stephanie, based on the information that you shared with me and everything, I would default to adrenals. But I wanted to give you more tools in case you're like, no, I tested my adrenals. They're totally fine. It's got to be something else. So that should give you um, some pieces to work on. And get you started on that also if you do not have my book keto for women that's another good resource that you can use to help support your adrenals there are a bunch of recommendations and support guidelines that you can use to support your adrenals on your ketogenic diet not necessarily supplements although i do recommend a couple it's more how to support it with foods certain foods to go for versus not go for that are going to be more supportive for the adrenals than others Awesome. Okay. Our last question is from Alicia. I produce eight to 16 ketones within days of 20 grams of carbs. I have your book carb up results are inconsistent, not sure to track next day or two days with carb up in your experience. What can it mean when high numbers happen quickly? I'm postmenopausal with slow metabolism, not diabetic. I'm 30 pounds overweight and transitioned to keto after veganism. Am I doing more damage than good, or is it just my keto flu? Okay. Alicia, I think you're testing via your uh, urine strips. So it sounds to me like because you're just starting, you're just dumping ketones into your urine. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I would recommend that if you're concerned about having like that eggplant purple color of ketones showing up in your urine test strips, that you can go to a walk-in clinic or you can go to some pharmacies and they have ketone test strips, like the blood meters that you can test and they'll do it for you. And you can just see what your blood meter says. I find that it's a way more accurate way of determining what, your, what ketones are actually in your body. And so as long as those are under about three millimoles per liter, then you're okay. If they're above three millimoles per liter, just because urine isn't the best way to test your ketones and actually know what's happening. If they're above three millimoles per liter, it's probably because you're not drinking enough or you just had a bunch of MCT oil or you're not eating enough. Those are like the three most common, especially not drinking enough. I find like 90% of all keto people don't drink enough. And I don't mean alcohol, I mean straight up water. (laughs) So I would highly recommend getting a blood ketone meter and seeing how your body tests via that way. But high ketones, some people generate super high ketones, other people generate low ketones. But I think it all goes for how you feel. If when you test high ketones, you feel on top of the world, that's really great. If you test low ketones, but you still feel on top of the world, that's really great. Just understanding why you started keto, what you're in this for what you want out of it. And if you're achieving those things, who cares what the numbers have to say. Now, when it comes to keto flu, (laughs) I wouldn't generally say that keto flu will result in higher ketones. Keto flu is just symptoms that result of you eating a ketogenic diet. So no, I wouldn't say that this is your keto flu. If you're experiencing poor symptoms, then that could be keto flu like fuzzy brain or pins and needles. Those could be signs of keto flu, but I wouldn't say that higher amounts of ketones is necessarily keto flu. Okay, brilliant. Oh my goodness. So great. I'm so happy that you listened to today's episode. And next up on the podcast on Wednesday, October 23rd, we have episode 199 where Dr. Anna Kabeka is taking over the show. We're chatting about sexual CPR. So if your sex life is down in the dumps and you're ready to work on it, I know that there can be a lot of shame around this work. I've been working very hard on my own sexual health and I've had to bust through a lot of the shame that comes with that. So definitely mark your calendar for October 23rd if you're really ready to do that work. And then Sunday, October 27th, we have episode 200 of the show. And my friend Dr. Will Cole is taking over the show to chat about the inflammation spectrum. Everything to do with inflammation, guys. This episode is epic. I hope you're enjoying the takeovers just as much as me. It's such a gift. Every time I ask a friend, I'm like, hey, record an hour episode for me and share your brilliance with the world. And then they gift me this audio and I'm listening to it and I'm learning so much more than if I were to interview them and they get to do their own thing. So please, if you're enjoying the takeovers, head on over to your podcast player and leave a review for the show, letting me know that you're enjoying the takeovers, you're enjoying the guests. Those reviews mean a lot. If you're unfamiliar with how to leave a review for an episode or a podcast, rather, you can go to healthfulpursuit.com slash review, leave your review there, and I will see you in a couple of days. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor should it be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program.